Bible. A deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins. And with me, as always, is my longtime friend and pastor, Rocky Ellison. Hello. This is Season 6, Episode 10. And as always, we pray we're sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Amen. How are you doing this week? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I have uh, no longer have responsibilities to the second church that I've been pastoring, and that's given me a great deal more free time uh, to dedicate to our church, which is really good because we are entering uh, the last month before we leave the United Methodist Church and move to the Global Methodist Church. And there is uh, a ton of paperwork that's got to be collected and submitted prior to our exit. So uh, a good time to have a little bit of extra time. Can you spare some extra time? Because suddenly I find myself just swamped every day. Um, Work is, I mean, I'm feeling better about work. I kind of think I'm starting to maybe almost understand what I'm supposed to be doing every day. But then every day something weird pops up, like today. And like, well, I don't even know what to do with this. But so, yeah, I feel like I'm running around still trying to catch that speeding train. I'll bet you are. (laughs) It's all good. I enjoy the work. Uh, It's, you know, keeps me out of trouble, as they say. (laughs) All right. So. We're still in the book of Mark. Correct. We're finishing up chapter 2, so what verses are we covering tonight? The very end, chapter uh, 2, verses 23 through 28 uh, from the New Living Translation. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abiathar was high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Amen. All right, so we want to jump through this verse by verse again? Yes. Okay, we'll start with verse uh, 23. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. Okay, so... This is a Sabbath, so yep. where were they going? Well, we're going to find out when we start chapter 3 that they're going to synagogue. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a Sabbath morning, a Saturday morning for them. Right. Good, devout Jews go to synagogue and, and participate in worship, and that's where Jesus and the disciples are headed. Now, he's no longer invited to preach at synagogue. Uh, he just causes too much commotion, yeah. too much uh, interference uh, for those who like a calm Passive worship service. <laughs> Jesus is almost the Pentecostal in their midst, right. <laughs> and so they've they've banned him from from taking the pulpit and preaching. But he's still allowed to go and worship, and he and the disciples, as good Jews, go every every Saturday morning to church. So, how would you, as a pastor, feel having Jesus standing in the back of the synagogue or the church? In yeah. that case. Listening to you talk, would he? Do you think he'd reach out and correct you or anything like that? I don't know. It'd be weird. <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. Um, it was, I'm going to say, about 20 years ago. 
one Sunday morning, uh, a guy comes in uh, just as church is starting, and I, I greet him, give him a bulletin, uh, uh, get, let him have a cup of coffee and take a seat, and he says thanks. And we, we start worship, going through worship, and just as I'm finishing the announcements, he says, can I speak for a minute? And like, um, <laughs> and, okay. Oh, okay, boss. Yeah, this incredible chill ran <laughs> through me like, oh, oh, what, what is he about to say? And, and uh, are things about to get crazy in yeah. here? And do I really want to deviate from it? And, and, and I had to wrestle with it for a little while before I finally said, sure, go ahead. And he very briefly uh, said, I'm a prophet. And I'm here to warn all the churches in Denton County that God is going to hold us to judgment for our sins. And your church needs to be aware that if, if you have sin in your church, you need to correct it or you will be held accountable. And that's all, that's all I had to say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a big <laughs> for no me, when I got that, I'm like, I had no clue what this guy was going to yeah. say. And so I, I sympathize a little bit with the rabbis who shuddered when Jesus walked through the doors and went, exactly. oh, no. And what how do, do we I get this do? guy out if he yeah. goes up on some weird tangent and starts accusing people in the crowd? You know, hey, you, get out of here. You know? Crazy things happen when this guy talks. I don't want crazy in my church. Right. I just want to do church. Uh, just want to do church. Okay. So they're walking through. They're on their way on the Sabbath morning to uh, synagogue. Right. Verse 24, but the Pharisees said to Jesus, oh, they're watching him again. Yeah. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? So now what are they doing wrong? It sounds like they're just walking through a field yeah. and there's, you know, as they walk by, they grab a few grains of, of uh, a few heads of the grain and eat it. Isn't that called gleaning? And that's allowed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Jesus, the scribes we saw were the first ones sent from Jerusalem Mm -hmm. to watch over him. And their job was, does he know the Bible or is he teaching falsely from the Bible? And they tried to trap Jesus, but they couldn't. They were replaced by the Pharisees. The Pharisees' job is, does he break rules? Right. So, yeah, apparently they're still following along, staring at, at Jesus and uh, waiting to see him break a rule. And, and when the, what, the, what the disciples do uh, is they reach out, they grab with one hand uh, the top of the stalk off of a, uh, or the head off of a, like a wheat stalk. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. And then they rub it between their hands to knock the chaff off of the wheat kernels. Then they blow the chaff away, and then they eat the wheat kernels. Now, your first thought might be, did they just steal from the farmer, because that's not their wheat field, right? You know, uh, but in fact, um, in in Leviticus, uh, God says very clearly, "I expect you to let uh, poor people eat from your." From your crops. If you're a farmer, that's just part of the price of doing business. Um, I've got a verse I'm going to read on on Saturday out of Leviticus that where it says, um, "If you own a, if you go into somebody's vineyard, into their grape farm, mm-hmm. it says literally, you can eat your fill. Oh wow! <laughs> but you can't take a basket in and gather up a bunch and take them home. Right. And then the very next verse after that says, and if you're walking through a wheat field, you can have as much wheat as you can." pull up with one hand and, and put in your mouth. But you can't show up with a scythe. <laughs> right. You can't harvest, yeah. but you can take a little off the top. The dogs have a little off the top. So to speak. And so, uh, you know, God has has laws. He has rules. 
Uh, and the purpose of the rules are to make life good for society, right? If something belongs to you, it's yours, uh, and I shouldn't take it from you. Right. But if it's food, and if I need food to live, then I'm welcome to it. And and so there were the the laws were very well established that that people wandering from one place to the next are allowed to glean a little bit from your your field enough to just survive themselves and get them to another day. They can't. You know, they can't show up with a combine and a right. dump truck, but <laughs> but they can what the disciples are doing is not stealing. It's certainly allowed. The problem comes and, and the uh, Pharisees go, you're working. Right. You're doing work on the Sabbath. And commandment number four says, and, and I want to read this and, and okay. get this one right. This comes from Exodus uh, chapter 20, verses 8 through 10. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. So the law is very clear. We don't work on the Sabbath. Right. Now, the problem is, what's work? Right. What, what constitutes work? What and I think we've got a bunch of, and I think we run into throughout the New Testament, the Pharisees trying to, well, not just the Pharisees, but trying to define what is work because people had questions, right? Yeah. Can I do this or can I not do this? Is it work or is it not work? I don't want to break the Sabbath, right? Yeah. I want to be right with God, so I don't want to break the Sabbath. What is work? And they've come up with what we now consider, and probably some of them at the time considered, crazy. That's crazy. Wacky rules. We're going to, uh, on Sunday, we're going to read from uh, the Mishnah is is interpreting the Bible. The Mishnah right. is is it's the, like a commentary on the, if you will, a commentary on the Old Testament. Exactly, an Old <laughs> Testament commentary. And the rabbis of Jesus's day had put together uh, a beautiful, very large Mishnah. And there's a subsection of the Mishnah on Shabbat or the Sabbath. Right. And paragraph seven, verse two, lists the forty minus one categories of work. Hmm. Not thirty nine. Forty minus one. And 40 is a holy day, right? Or a holy number. <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah, days of the exactly. blood, right? <laughs> and, and the first, like, six have to do with, with farming. And so in, in those first six, and I'm just working from memory here, it's like harvesting, gleaning, winnowing. Oh, there's like four or five more just in the first category that have to do with, with being a farmer. Uh, and so oh, grinding. Ah, yes. Grinding Harvesting, grind, right. grinding, reaping, winnowing, and it goes through five or six of these. And so what, what the disciples have done in the Pharisees' book is you pulled it off of the stalk, that's harvesting. You rubbed it between your hands, that's, that's grinding. Yep. And then you blew away the chaff, that's winnowing. You broke three laws about working. Now, uh, only the Pharisees have followed this Mishnah, you know, fanatically. The right. average person didn't even know what the Mishnah was. They couldn't read. They didn't even know their Bible, their Old Testament, let alone the Mishnah. So no one would have known these laws except the Pharisees. And, and the way they harshly defined everything, you guys just broke three of the major of the 39 categories. You broke three of them. Right. So you're big time sinners. 
And the, the delight in their voice is because if Jesus is a sinner, then he can't be doing real miracles. Right. His miracles must be coming from somewhere else, not from God, because God would never bless a sinner with miracles. And clearly Jesus can't forgive sin if he himself is a sinner. So they're loving that they've trapped him in breaking, they're going to call it the fourth commandment against working on the Sabbath, even though the definition is their definition alone. Right. <laughs> okay. Um Boy, that, that I just today that sounds crazy, but and I would counter, you know, not like I'm a lawyer or anything, but it's you don't do your normal work on a Sabbath. Yeah, that's not their normal work. They shouldn't be fishing on a Sabbath because they're generally speaking fishermen yeah. and or tax collectors in yeah. this crowd. They're just walking along gleaning, which is allowed. Yeah, they're not doing their work. They're just go on their way to synagogue. Right. Anyway, you know, if if Peter wants to take. Uh, a son or a grandson out in the boat on the Sabbath and fish with a hook and a line and just spend the day talking and fishing and drinking a little wine. God's not going to get upset by that. Now, if Peter goes out there with a whole work crew, crew and he's and casting nets, and, nets and, he's, <laughs> and he's harvesting fish, no, that was not the intent of the rules. So uh, what, what these guys have done doesn't violate the intent of the scripture. Right. We're getting into letter versus intent. Of yes. The law. Yeah. yeah. The spirit of the law. Okay. <laughs> Moving on then. Let's do 25 and 26 together. Yeah. Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read in the scriptures, ooh, poke, uh, what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abathar was the high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. So he's trying to turn his, look, here's an example. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you. He, he it, answers but. their question with a question. Um, and Mark's account is really brief. Thank heavens there are three other gospels uh, and that we have some historical background. Essentially what Jesus does is he says to the Pharisees, who do you think is the greatest king ever? And the Pharisees all would have answered, David. Right. David was a friend of God. How can you get any better than that? David a man is, after God's yeah, own heart. Yeah, he's a yeah. holy man. Um, not just king, but a holy and righteous king. David was the best king of all time. And Jesus says, great. Um, do you remember once when David was on the run from Saul, running for his life, trying to stay alive, and he'd gone several days without eating, and he shows up um, at the uh, the tabernacle, the tent out mm -hmm. in the wilderness back before they had right. built the holy temple? Because it was his son, right? Right. Well, you know that in, in the tabernacle is a small room called the Holy of Holies. It's where the Ark of the Covenant sits. Mm -hmm. And then it's that is covered up with a curtain. Well, on this side of the curtain, there's all sorts of religious implements. There's a, a golden menorah that they light the candles to remind them of the burning bush that God spoke from. There's an incense uh, burner where God has his own special blend of incense. No one else is allowed to use that exact blend, and they burn that in the holy area. And then there's a, a small golden table, three foot long, 18 inches wide, 18 inches tall, and it's called the showbread table. And every Sabbath morning, one representative from each of the 12 tribes arrives with a, we're going to call it a loaf of bread, but for most of our listeners, it's more like a, a flat of pita bread right. is, what, is what it looks like. It's an unleavened 
round, flat bread. Um, and so each of the representatives show up, and there are 12 of these, and they stack them in two piles of six on this showbread tra- table. Well, seven days later, just before the next showbread shows up, the priests are allowed to take that home and eat it. It belongs to them. They are the only ones who are allowed to touch it or to eat it. Well, David's on the run. He shows up at the tabernacle, and he demands the showbread. Give it to me. Mm. And and the, the high priest is like, uh, you're not a high priest. And David's like— I'm starving. I'm dying. That trumps being a priest or not being a priest. Give me the showbread. And so the guy does. He gives the bread to David. David eats it. He gives it to the the men who are fighting with him, uh, and they survive. And, of course, David goes on to be king. Uh, And so Jesus says to these Pharisees, why was that okay for David to do? Right. That's a good question. You just said he's the greatest king ever. Why was he allowed to do that? And they huddle up and they talk amongst themselves and they come back and they go, the answer is David was going to become king and he had already been blessed by God that he was going to become king. That had already been told to him uh, even when he was a little boy. And the king has a direct influence over the church. The king and the high priest really function together to lead the church. So although at this point David was not yet a king and he was not a high priest, he was going to become king and we knew that he would be influencing the interpretation of law. And so that's why we don't get upset about David eating the showbread. And Jesus basically then says, so if somebody's about to become king, (laughs) then they can influence the interpretation of the law. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Note that in the record. Please. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. That's and for the record, I agree with you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll call that back in closing arguments. Huh? All right, moving then on to 27 and 28. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not the people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So like you said, so the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So Jesus kind of corrects them on on their overcorrection, if you will, yeah. on the Sabbath rules. It's like, it's not meant to be, Sabbath is not a punishment. Right. It's not meant to, you know, you sit there and in the corner and twiddle your thumbs yeah. for 24 hours. Yeah. This is a day set aside. You sit. You might sit quietly, but don't do your normal. Take time to be with God one yeah. day a week. Yeah, just one day a week. Just spend some time with God. Don't worry about the other stuff of the world. Just try and be holy for a day. Not beat me over the head because I walked more than enough steps. Right. Right. Silly things like that. So that's interesting. Jesus. Um. Um. He, he's. He's. His view is the Sabbath is a gift. God gave you something beautiful because if he hadn't given you the Sabbath, you would work seven days a week. Right. Like they did in Egypt when they were slaves. Yeah. And you will die young from stress and heart disease and and malnutrition, and you'll you'll beat yourself to death trying to be rich and famous and happy. I'm going to get enough that I can be happy. And he says, and, and actually, the only way you can be happy is if you take that one day a week off. This is a gift to you. God gave it to you. You know, God rested on the seventh day, not because God was all pooped out and couldn't work anymore. He did it so that you could have the gift of, I, I won't work on the seventh day either. And so the, the whole point of this is not um, to get into a big fuss about 
what's work and what's not work. And it's definitely not to punish people right. uh, because it happens to be a special day. The whole idea is use the day that God gave you in the way that's best for you. And if what's best for you is grabbing a handful of grain as you walk through the, the wheat field, go for it. Or sitting on the couch and watching a football game yeah. with family. Yeah. Just having yeah. good time. Do what rests your soul. Right. Now, yes, you, that worship should absolutely be a part of that day and spending time in God and loving God. But but yeah, what what feeds your soul? Spend some time doing that on that day and, and don't use the rules to punish you for that. <laughs> right. And then he, he claims his title, the son of man over the Sabbath. And so he's saying... If David got to change the rules because not the rules, but the interpretation of the rules because he was king, what happens to the Son of God? Certainly he gets to change the rules and change so, the interpretation of the rules. Uh, the interpretation yeah. <laughs> of the rules. Exactly. So I as the and he's using this Christological term, son of man, but we know that means Messiah, Son of right. God. Uh, I as the Messiah get to decide what the Sabbath is for. And you guys have been wrong in your interpretation. My interpretation is right. So there. Yes. A defense rest. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this one? You know, he's going to uh, go on to church and he's going to fight with him again oh, that good. same day. That next week we're going to work through part two of breaking the Sabbath and what, what in, you know, defines being a good Jew or a bad Jew on a Sabbath day because they are just not getting it. The, the law is not about punishment. The law is about blessing you and giving you the best life possible. Yeah, everybody needs rules. I mean, there yeah. has to be some guideposts right. in life, right? right. We don't want anarchy. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Right. We can't run around killing each other. You need to kill them, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's extreme, obviously, but yeah, God set down some rules and here's the best way to live. Live like this and you'll You'll be happier, trust me. Yeah. You know, hear me now and believe this later. Even though we might think, no, those are, if, you know, why does God put these weird rules on me? Yep. It's actually for your benefit. It is. <laughs> you know, it is. So. But on those occasions where it's necessary for you to, I don't want to say deviate from the rule, but to apply the rule a different way to have, to have the best possible outcome, Jesus is not opposed to that. Very good. So next week we're covering what? Sh jumping into chapter three. Chapter three, verses one through six. Okay. Have you given a sermon title yet? To this one. Um, yes, I'm calling it Jesus Rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy rules. All right. So if you'd like to listen to this message that Rocky delivers, it'll be on our website at www.pondergmc.org. At the top is a menu called Ministries. Click that, pull it down, and go to Sermons. Look for the sermon, Jesus Rules. And this will have been delivered on March 5th, 2023. Speaking of food, I got a dad joke for okay. you. Have you heard about the restaurant on the moon? No. Great food, no atmosphere. And with that, I think we'll better close this episode. This is Ken Corkins and Rocky Ellison reminding you to love God and be nice to people. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us at www.pondergmc.org. There you can watch our live stream services, listen to replays of Rocky's sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.